Welcome to another episode of Lyrically Provoked. I'm your host, James Phillip. I take small pieces of song lyrics, parts of pop culture, and little bits of literature and give you some different ideas and thoughts that maybe the original author didn't intend. You can follow me on Instagram or YouTube at jamesphillip313 or download these anywhere podcasts are available. With that being said, let's jump on in. So if you're a new listener for the first time here, I often get a couple questions when someone discovers my content. They're like, well, what the hell is lyrically provoked? And my quick summary is sometimes I hear little parts of song lyrics. You know, I could be watching a movie. I can be reading a book and some line will just kind of set me off and it takes my mind down a completely different path than whatever the hell it was I was reading. And a lot of times I believe that art inspires life. And that is what this show is all about. It's oftentimes I hear a lyric or I see something on a TV show and it just gets my mind racing and whether it sets off old memories or new creative ideas, um, somewhere that art just inspires my life to do different things or come up with different ideas or just be creative myself. So that is the foundation of this show if you're just tuning in for the first time, but Today, we're going to do a song that, you know, I usually do the shuffle thing where I jump in iTunes and I hit shuffle and I wait for a song to pop up. But today, I was actually driving in to record this episode, um, not even this episode, any episode. Um, today, I got to get like five episodes done for three different podcasts. So the whole day is going to get tied up doing podcasts and then tomorrow's all day in a studio doing post-production. But I'm driving and... Songs on the radio, and it's Drake, and I'm like, all right, you know, not always the most profound lyrics on the planet, but, you know, often clever lines, and listening to this new Drake song, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna, when I get there, I'm gonna pull these lyrics up on Genius and uh, rip through them really quick to see what I can come up with, and I was able to come up with uh, some pretty good thoughts, so we're gonna, we're gonna kick it off. With this Drake song, When to Say When, and I think it also says Chicago Freestyle or something, but that is what we're going to do today. It's a little bit outside my normal um, path of using Shuffle or whatnot, but we're going to give Drake a try today. So the first lyric that stands out is actually pretty, I mean, third line of the song. It goes, 500 weeks, I fill the charts with my pain. I got this, and it's not even my original thought probably i'm sure someone else out there has said it a hundred times but i was talking to a friend that's a music producer and we we're talking about writing song lyrics and i was telling him that it's hard to write lyrics if you've never been through um, any kind of adversity in life if you never struggled if you never had hell some depression or an addiction a bad breakup it's just hard to come up with really emotional music if your life's just been kind of perfect. And I think a lot of times you see musicians, singers, rappers, pop people, country music, it doesn't matter what it is. Some of their best music happens to be things that they wrote about when they were going through tough times. You know, a bad breakup, losing, um, you know, a father figure or losing their mother you know, hell, I mean, if it's country, they're probably writing a song about losing their dog, but, uh, addiction, you know, just struggles in life in general. It's the dark times in your life tend to create the best music or even create the best art. And when I 
see that line of 500 weeks, I fill the charts with my pain. You know, it's him saying all those tough things I went through is that's all coming out of my music. And, you know, a lot of people, when they're writing songs, it's like their therapy. Um, everyone's got their therapy, right? There's things that they do that just makes them feel better. I had a, a friend that loves to like paint houses and it's like therapeutic to paint houses. It's, you know, those people that go to the gym and they're like, you know, I'm going to take all my issues out on the iron. Right. And a lot of people do it with a pen. A lot of people just, they write books, they write poems, they write songs, just getting it out makes them feel better. But you just can't have, I'm not saying you can't, I'm sure there's people out there with perfect little happy lives and they do good things and create awesome art and all that, but it seems like the best stuff starts with some kind of pain, with some kind of struggle, with, you know, a depression, an addiction, a bad breakup, some emotional things, a death. Like, it seems like those things, when it, at least when it comes to music, brings us the best music. And two things to keep in mind while you're listening to this, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. A lot of times I'm going to drop content here first before it ever makes it on to Instagram or the podcast channels. Likewise, you know, make sure you go grab this on um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, just keep in mind, those sites have not been that good at letting people know that I put new content out. I've had people that, you know, caught a, a YouTube subscription, you know, they're subscribed and they published a piece of content and they got the notification they're like I didn't know you had new content and then they go out to Apple Podcasts and they see I got five new podcasts so um, if you are listening on YouTube make sure you hit subscribe if, if anything it just lets you know better than everywhere else that I got new content out another it's, it's, this line's gotta apply to everybody right if you're listening other times I question if compliments are legit yeah, it's like how many times you ran into someone that says you look happy or you know, a classic one for me anyways, because, you know, I've, I've done powerlifting, bodybuilding, um, messed around with some strongman stuff. I've gained 100 pounds and lost it at least two times in my life. And I've always ran into those people that pay those fake compliments. It's like, oh, it looks like you lost weight. And it's like, dude, I just ate six tacos. I've gained at least 10 pounds since I've seen you. There's no way in hell it looks like I lost weight. And I know they're just trying to be kind, but it's just kind of fake and it's, you know, are these compliments really real or are they just, you know, trying to get on your good side? So when I hear that Drake line up other times, I question if compliments are legit and you don't know, you got to look at the person and say, why are they saying that? Are they just one of those people that there are people like that? It doesn't matter. They're just out passing out compliments everywhere they go. And I can't hate them for that. It's it doesn't cost nothing to say something nice to somebody. I'd rather you say something nice than say something negative or just, you know, say trash comments because you want to be a troll and drag people down. But there's other times when you know people are paying you a compliment, but they're taking a shot at the same damn time. And I just don't like those people. I've never liked those people. And you can usually figure out who they are. They're never the people that have your best interest in mind, right? It's Someone you're competing with, someone you never really got along with, someone that you butt heads with, and, you know, they'll just, they're flinging these little subliminal shots, and it's like, dude, you're weak. You know, if you got something to say, say it. You know, you want to take your little subliminal, underhanded shots, it's because you're just not, you know, tough enough to just say it straight up. So, you got to kind of laugh at them, but uh, 
I think everyone in life at somewhere had friends or family or co-workers or acquaintances that, you know, take these little digs. Everyone's always taking digs, right? It's because they don't want confrontation and, you know, let's just, let's just, let's just throw a little, little a little shot at somebody and uh, make myself feel better for the moment. So you got to laugh that crap out, crap off and just, just keep moving. Just remember that if they're doing that, their life's probably pretty dark and not that happy to begin with. So just keep doing you and keep moving another quick little line trying to make good on the promises that i give you know it's hard to do but i often tell people it's like i i'm not gonna tell you something i'm not gonna do and what i learned is if there's any doubt in my mind that i can't do it or i i won't do it or something's gonna screw it up just don't i just don't make the promise it's i try to stay true to if i'm gonna do what i say i'm gonna do and a lot of times, you know, people get that tripped up because I'll tell someone, hey, if you do this, then I'll do that. And the problem is they don't do what they're supposed to do, but they're still expecting me to go do what I said I was going to do. And uh, look, man, world doesn't work that way. You know, a lot of good things could happen to you. A lot of favors might be done. People might bend over backwards for you, call in favors. But a lot of times it's contingent upon you doing the right thing and you getting your stuff done. And just realize there are a lot of people that just, they want everything handed to them. They want to skip steps. And you know what, you might get to skip that step, but you're probably going to have to do something else to, to get that luxury. And, you know, I've seen people get mad because it's like, well, you, you, you're not doing what you said you're going to do. And now I'm like, man, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. So... It's just one of those things that if you're going to make a promise, if you tell someone you're going to do something, do it, or just stay silent. Life's just better that way if you're not always breaking promises because it's almost like you're telling lies at that point. If you, if you keep saying you're going to do something or you, you promise someone you're going to do something and you don't, it's like this lying. And, you know, people don't like liars in this world. Nobody does. You know, cool two lines here, but uh, it goes, my assistant always finding Percocet and rubber bands. Knowing my mom might not want to hear how I discover plans. It's a... Uh, I just think about the people that I worked with doing creative work. And while some people do it sober, there's a lot of people that are, you know, they're popping those THC gummies. They're on perks or bikes. They're drinking. You know, a lot of times, hell, one person I know likes tripping on mushrooms. And it's... Sometimes you, you just got to get in a creative spot. I do it through music a lot. I can just listen to music and go into that zone. Um, you know, if you follow my Instagram, you know I like whiskey, so I'm always having some whiskey here or there. But, you know, when I, when I read that line, it's funny. Goes, yeah, your mom probably wasn't, doesn't want to know that you're, like, popping perks and getting all these crazy ideas and whatnot. But, yeah, I think, you know, Steve Jobs, I think, at some point talked about smoking weed and getting ideas and getting, getting creative and whatnot. And if you ever been in a music studio, hell, half the people are smoking down and just getting in that vibe and... You know, a lot of times I think people think that, uh, you know, when it comes to being an artist or doing creative work that you're just always on. And there's things that I just can't do at nine o'clock in the morning. Like I can't do these podcasts at nine o'clock in the morning when I'm producing beats. That's a late night thing. Like I, I can't eight or nine o'clock in the morning trying to make a beat. It just, it doesn't happen. And creativity just doesn't happen on demand you don't get inspiration on demand i mean a lot of times you can listen to music or you know some people pop some pills or smoke some things and that gets them in the right mood but 
it just doesn't happen all the time. And I think it's a lot different than uh, like production type work. If you work in like sales or anywhere in the corporate world, just creativity just doesn't happen. Great ideas just don't happen on the spot. You know, a lot of times they are off the cuff and, and you get ideas out of nowhere sometimes, but you know, it just, it, it's not like an eight, an eight hour day thing where 40 hours a week you can just do this creative work and kill it all the time. It's a lot of times you're doing stuff and then you end up throwing it away because it wasn't good enough. And when I hear that line from him, it makes me laugh because I'm, I'm sure in his world, it's you're using things to enable yourself to get creative and, and do a higher level of work, especially if you want to stay on top. Now, another two lines, if you're an entrepreneur, any kind of business owner, self-proprietor, all that jazz, these are two good lines. I decide what to see next, like it's on demand. I decide what to be next, like I'm switching plans. Someone, I get asked often when I do these like PR responses or interviews or whatever for a lot of times it's like Forbes or Fast Company, Business Insider, all those places that they're trying to get PR for my companies and my brands and my books and podcasts and whatnot. And a lot of it's, you know, why do you, why did you become an entrepreneur? And it's like, well, grew up broke and that's trying to find a way to make as much money as possible. But you know, the hustle in me oh, always wanted to start companies all the, way, all the way back to the teenager, right? But I think the primary thing, if there's a primary driver, it's not even the money. It's the thought that I, I don't want to do anything I don't want to do. I want to go and do whatever I want to do when I want to do it, whatever I feel like. Working on today is what I want to work on today. So when I see those lines that say, I decide what to see next, like it's on demand. I decide what to be next, like I'm switching plans. Like to me, that's an entrepreneur's life. That's a business owner's life. That's a hustler's life where you wake up in the morning and you go do the things you want to do. And while I do believe that in six, to be successful, you sometimes have to do things you don't want to do. The main goal, for a lot of entrepreneurs is I don't want to go to, to work one day and like have people tell me what to do. It's just not, I don't think anyone likes that. I think there's a lot of people have to do it, but my primary driver is I don't want to be told what to do. I, I'll work 20 hours a day, seven days a week. It's not a work ethic thing. It's just, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So if I want to, you know, go get breakfast at 10 o'clock in the morning and go to the gym and then work for the next 18 hours straight, that's what I want to do. I don't want to be in the office at 7:30 in the morning. So just a shout out to all the entrepreneurs. If you're an inspiring entrepreneur, if you plan on starting a company one day or starting your own thing, like hit me up. I'm all about that life. And, uh, you know, maybe we can have a couple discussions about how to blow your own company and career up. You know, cool little line for the parents out there. I will split heads and break necks for my little man. I wish I heard that more often. I, uh, I feel like there's some overprotective parents out there and then there's a lot of parents that just don't care and where i grew up a lot of parents just didn't care they worked or they were drunk or high or whatever and you know it's uh you should be all about your kids and you should protect them at all costs and, and again a recent episode i talked about you know the there's a line on uh i think it was a jada kiss track i was just i just did a podcast a couple podcasts ago and the line goes something like, I'll, I'll flip cocaine before my son wears hand-me-downs. And I got in that whole skit of uh, providing for your family and your kids. And whether you're a mother or a father, like, you're supposed to do whatever you have to do to provide for your kids. And 
you know, a lot of people will just let their kids go without stuff. They will let them go without health insurance. And I know the world's tough. I came from a place where it didn't have, you know, we didn't have much money, but you know, my father worked as many jobs as he could. And at me as a teenager, I worked, you know, two, three jobs at the same time to just provide and keep moving. And, you know, my thought is, you know, even back then thinking of becoming a parent one day, like I would do whatever I have to do to pr protect my kids. I'll do whatever I have to do to provide for my kids. Just like I had to provide for myself, you know, as a teenager, it's, there was no excuses or blaming people or nothing. It's like, I'm hungry. I need to work, get money, get food. And in the same sense, you got a kid, you need to go find, find a way to make some money so you can buy your kid clothes and you need to, you know, feed them, make sure they got all the opportunities you didn't have. And if there are threats out there that they can't handle on their own, then you need to take care of that and step up. And, you know, I just, I'm never going to, you know, hate on someone for talking about protecting their family. So I will split heads and break necks for my little man. Oh, well, damn right. You should. That's what a father's supposed to do. You know, another quick two lines go, look, we can argue back and forth, but who's richer man? Isn't that what matters is this world that we live in and... It's one of those thoughts that if someone's got more money than you, then they're more important than you, they're more special than you. And while I get it, because I've been in, I've had a foot in each world, I've you know, came from like nothing and had nothing to having some success where I'm at now. And one thing I've learned along the way is, um, there's another line from another song I'll do, but you know, the line goes, you know, a man is a man, respect due. And... You can't just go kind of crap on somebody just because they don't make as much money as you. I mean, you can, but I don't know if that makes you the bigger or better person. It just means you got more money. And, you know, a lot of times I realize those people that got more money right now, in the long run, they end up broke. <laughs> and the, the person that they had more money than ends up kind of catching up or they're just a better person at the end of the day. And, you know, I really don't like the world and the thought of if we're all trying to race to get as much money as possible. Like, I've never, you know, I own a handful of companies. I'm, I start more. I invest in companies. I'm doing all these things. and But you'll never hear me talk about trying to become a billionaire. I just, I like to live. You know, I've been on my deathbed two times. I'm not trying to hoard as much money as, I'm, as, much money as I can. I'm just trying to live and experience things knowing that I might check out tomorrow. Um, that whole thought of you know being the richest man in a cemetery it's i don't want to be the richest man in a cemetery i i hope i'm the casket in the cemetery that smells like the last country i traveled to and like whiskey and tacos <laughs> like i don't have these like grandiose ideas of getting a, a bunch of money and hoarding it and dying with it it's go live and go do things you know especially if you're young and life's not complicated and you have your health. Like I lost my health and I was, you know, in the hospital multiple times and thought I was never going to get out and that will change you. And it will fundamentally change you. It's like, I need to go live. I need to keep chasing my dreams. I still want to keep building my companies and do all these things, but I need to go do these other things. Cause you just might check out one day. And what I learned is you get no notice. It just, it just hits, you know, some people, catch illnesses or whatnot they get to fight them they got a, a chance and whatnot but you know the two things that hit me just hit there was no like two month warning you got 60 90 days it's like oh man you're in trouble right now so what i've learned anyways is i'm gonna not worry worry about having the most money in the world i'm gonna keep chasing my goals and chasing the su success that i want but i'm also gonna live and i want to do it while i got energy and i'm healthy and 
um, not waiting around till I'm laying in that bed again going man I wish I wish I would have done that last line I'm gonna cover this applies to a lot of things in life actually highly relatable to life but how you plan to make it to the top by just fitting in man that's like everyone's problem on this planet I mean they do two things they they either try to fit in or they try to ride trends and well, I do think there's like market forces at times and when there's a trend happening, if you're gonna just try to get in and out, then yeah, you gotta ride that trend, but you're gonna end when that trend ends. And there's a lot of people that just try to fit in and you have to just be you. I've said it before on old podcast, there's that line about, you know, you need to be yourself because everyone else is taken. And Sooner or later, if you just keep trying to dress a certain way as everyone else and talk a certain way and do what everyone else is doing, A, you've lost yourself. So the last thing you want to do is wake up every morning and have to be an actor trying to be someone you're not. I mean, that's just, that's that's got to be pure hell, right? It's almost like you're an unpaid movie actor where you're dressing up a certain way and hanging out with certain people and acting, walking, talking a certain way just to kind of fit in. And you know that's not you. So do you want your whole life to be an act? And maybe maybe you're happy doing that. I just I have not really seen many people that are. And the thought is, you know, you think that you being you isn't gonna allow you to get to where you wanna be. And I mean, that's like, that's a duality that you gotta face. You're either gonna have to go be someone you don't wanna be so you can achieve this goal you want, or you're gonna have to just be who you are and be happy with that and then figure out how to go have success or be number one at something that allows you to just be you. And I think a lot of times people struggle with that. We all want to be liked, right? That's why, you know, why social media all about the likes? We do it for the likes. You know, as we want to be liked, we want to be loved, we want to have a bunch of friends. And we think to do that, we got to kind of look, act, and walk and talk like somebody else that has a lot of friends or that has a lot of likes and... You know, you go on the opposite route and saying, I'm going to look completely different. And, you know, I, I think that's like almost driven some of the, the tattoo culture on faces right now. It's, you know, someone made the joke that you can't be a successful rapper now unless you have a face tattoo. And I'm like, no, you can be a successful rapper if you're just great. You know, it's, there's a lot of gimmicks, whether it's a, a style or tattoos or whatever it is. There's always gimmicks and fads that come and go, but talent is talent you know talent never goes away talent will blow up you know it's if you put out good music then you're all set and there's a good line on uh royce's new album i think it was on the track inside out but he goes a lot of people talk about owning their masters but if your music doesn't age well it's like owning a hundred percent of nothing and it's so true because you could own a master to, uh, let's say, an album that you made in 2010 and you made that album to sound like everyone else's album because it was really trending. The problem is it's out of style now and no one's listening to it. So you're not getting any royalties off it. You're not getting no placements in movies off it. It's It was cool for like a year and then it just went away. And Royce actually talks about putting the effort into the art, not the wave. And... You know, I think at times to maybe break a new name, you got to like ride a wave a little bit to get some brand awareness for you unless you got money 
to market yourself. It's it's expensive for brand awareness. Brand awareness. It's it's really expensive to get the whole world to know who you are. So sometimes riding the wave a little bit, and if you ain't got money, it's what you got to do. But if you're just not trying to create original art and put out classic music, for example, then you're you're gonna die with that wave. You're gonna die with that fad, and you're just gonna get lumped together with everybody else because you weren't you weren't a standout. So instead of coming up with a, a unique sound or unique music or whatever art it is, you know, it's you can't if you're if you're an author, you can't just go and try to write a knockoff book of Stephen King. You know, you know how many bootleg Stephen King artists are out there, and almost doesn't it doesn't work for most. It's you you need to come up with your own original stuff. So when I see that line of how you plan to make it to the top by just fitting in, it's you're not. You know, I I don't know where it goes. I think a crazy story. I think like J Lo and uh, Tupac were like backup dancers. Like they started off at the bottom, but they kind of morphed into their own thing. You know, I think if they just tried to be like every other backup dancer, then they would be every other backup dancer. And you know, while I don't know the whole story on that, I always look at those two cases where you saw personalities kind of break out of their own shell and kind of you know they they grew into their own little entities, but. It's just proof that you can start at the bottom and then become your own person and launch a career and go do creative work. But, you know, you see it in the corporate world, you see it in just about anywhere. You just, these people just always try to fit in. You know, you know it's not who they are. They don't feel comfortable in their own skin. And it's the most liberating feeling in the whole world when you can just wake up in the morning and just be who you are. And granted, you know, asterisk on that, if you're not a nice person, then you need to change. Um, you see a lot of people say like, no regrets, I am who I am, people can just deal with it, but if you're just nasty, if you're not a good person, if you're lying, backstabbing, if you're trying to drag other people down, if you're just a black hole of neg negativity, then I don't think it's a positive thing to just say it's who I, it's a, I am who I am, so accept me. And no, you need to just get better and change because no one wants to be around that person. But that little sub note aside, if you are a good person, just be who you are. And I think things will naturally fall into place and you'll start to attract people that are like you uh, instead of you having to try to change who you are to go fit in somewhere else. It's, it's just tough. It's, you're never going to stand out by fitting in. And I never understood that, but especially when you're trying to get to the top of something that's really competitive, you know, at, at some point, everyone just kind of looks the same, but, I guess you can go to the extreme and try to stand out in a bad way, and I guess that's not necessarily good either. But, you know, just be who you are and let the chips fall wherever they may, and you will more than likely be happier than trying to just be an unpaid actor your whole life, just being a knockoff of somebody else. That's all I got for this episode. Make sure you hit subscribe if you're on YouTube, and if you're on Instagram, don't forget to try to download these on Apple or Google or Spotify, all that good jazz. Share it with a friend if you like this episode. We are shooting for roughly 500,000 streams in 25 countries in our first six months. The first two months blew up like crazy, so we're trying to set some high goals for the first six months. So can't do that without you sharing this. Appreciate all your help, and I will catch you on the next one.